the image of eternal, life-giving water of Christ flows from a theme in Judaism found in Torah and in its interpretation. The rabbis of Judaism, including those of the ascetical Qumran community, taught about the comparison of Torah with water. For the law of the Lord, they say, cleanses, satisfies thirst, and provides and promotes life. In the story of the Transfiguration from the Gospel of last Sunday, Peter, James, and John witnessed Moses and Elijah representing the Law and the Prophets together in conversation with Jesus atop the mountain. Rather than coming to abolish the Law and Prophets, Jesus has come to fulfill, to complete, and to perfect them. He is the complete fulfillment of what the Law could only but promise. The living, life-giving water offered by Jesus is a figure which is found in the prophets. Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Zechariah speak of this, as does the book of Proverbs. It signifies divine vitality, wisdom, and revelation by God, which the rabbis applied to Torah. These images from the prophets wisdom, literature, and the book of the law provide for us the underpinnings for Jesus' conversation with the Samaritan woman at the well and his revelation as the water of life or living water. The water given by Christ not only satisfies the desire and quest for the refreshment of wisdom, will satisfy the thirst forever for whomsoever drinks of this water, this water which flows from the pierced side of Christ when he was struck on the cross in death with a lance. For from his body flows this fountain of eternal life. Jesus pours forth upon us this miraculous water of life as he hung upon the cross, water which gushes forth upon the church, the world, and all who seek him. In the sacrament of baptism, Jesus confers the gift of eternal life upon all who go down into the cleansing waters of death and rebirth with him, rising with him, as when the Israelites emerged from the midst of the waters of the Red Sea at the time of the exodus from Egypt. Now, political correctness and religious outrage aside, it was unthinkable for a rabbi to speak familiarly with a woman in public or for a Jew to request a cup of water or anything from a Samaritan. For the Samaritans were considered as a type of apostate Jews, unfaithful to the covenant, forsaking the God of their ancestors for pagan gods and idols. St. John relates that Jesus was tired from a journey, that he sat down at a well in Samaritan territory. The hour was about noon, we are told. The same hour that he would be raised on high on the wood of the cross for our salvation, 
and for that of the whole world. Jesus enters into conversation with the Samaritan woman, saying to her, If you knew the gift of God and who was asking you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water, that is, life-giving water, spiritual water from Christ, the rock, welling up unto eternal life. Little by little, during their conversation at the well, the woman is drawn into deeper encounter with Jesus who planted the seeds of faith in her and now reveals himself to her. We see the deepening of her desire and quest for God. This moves then from seeing Jesus simply as a Jew, a wonder worker at that, to a prophet, to the long-awaited prophet spoken of in the scriptures. She wonders aloud with others if he could be the Messiah, the Christ. Then together with the other townsfolk, she sees Jesus as being the savior of the world. Jesus' response to her faith and question is simple, clear, direct, and affirmative. I am he, the one speaking with you. Here, Jesus introduces into their encounter and conversation the formulation, I am, which echoes the response of God to Moses in Exodus to tell the Israelites when they ask who sent him, I am sent me. This foreshadows Jesus' teaching in the Bread of Life discourse, where Jesus, the Bread of Life, like the Water of Life, satisfies hunger and thirst forever unto eternal life. Jesus' use of the I am formulation also calls to mind other revelations when Jesus declares, I am the resurrection and life, the way, the truth, and the life, the good shepherd, the alpha and omega, to sight but a few. Like the woman at the well, we too are invited to come to a deeper, more alive faith in him who speaks with us. This unnamed woman, Samaritan at that, accepts the evangelizing task offered her by Jesus. She goes to town and begins to tell the people of her experience with the Lord. The result was that many of the Samaritans of that town came to belief in Christ on the strength of the woman's testimony. Many more, after coming to Jesus and hearing and seeing him for themselves, began to believe in him because of his word and their experience with him, declaring, we have heard for ourselves, and we know this is truly the Savior of the world. Words which echo the experience of the centurion guarding Jesus at the crucifixion, who said truly, this was the Son of God. May our prayers be like unto the request of the Samaritan woman at the well. Lord, give me this water so that I may not be thirsty. And you know what? He will. <laughs>